Audio morning brief for the U.S. stock market. I'm Rich Paz for Critical Point, 7.36 a.m. Eastern Time, November 8th. Okay, um, the Level 3 trend extended yesterday. Uh, the up move that began uh, from, uh, say, the low made October 27th. That uptrend is still intact, at least as of yesterday, uh, for the S&P 500 cash. So, um, I think what should occur is the market should pull back into the moral for a level four intro week move. And when I look at all, it'll be the first leg lower of a level three, but I'll discuss level three in a moment here. First, let's look for some support levels that might be a clue the market wants to go lower. So if we see the S&P 500 cash trade below 4347.53, I think you should assume there's a chance it can decline to fill the gap made November 3rd, the upside gap, uh, by trading below the low of that day into that gap. And that means trade below 4334.23. And I think it really ought to trade down to 4320s to 4310s when it does that. Okay. In the meantime, you could argue uh, the trend is still up and there can be uh, upside potential lingering here. Let's move over to what I see for the futures here on these types of patterns. And I believe a level four bottom was placed for the December futures at 43.66 even. And I think violation of that can also put it down there to be in line with what I just said with the S&P 500 cash. I think the intraday indicators are set up more for a topping process uh, peak in the market, but there's really no other clues. Um, We have to consider it can move higher, and I really don't have any confidence upside objectives when looking on a very short-term basis, just kind of going to go along with it. So as we go to the daily chart of the S&P 500 cash, still have those two gaps created, okay, and... um, Granted, if it poked through one of the important averages and looks like it wants to try to trade up to 4402 or so uh, for the 100-day moving average so that it can say, there, I got through all the major moving averages, and then it might want to take a break and a rest and back off. But I'm wondering, it seems so overbought and my favorite daily indicator rolling, starting to roll over for a sell signal. <clears throat> and it's just, um, I, I just, it just feels like it's not really going to make it to that 100-day moving average. That, that there's too many people been watching these moving averages when they think it's going to it, but they don't want to be the one that buys at the very last second just to touch that moving average. They're concerned someone will come in and sell it, and then they paid way too much for it. So I think we're losing demand, but it so far still looks like net demand, okay? The sell side, uh, supply side is just backed off here and almost disappeared, if you will. I think they want to sell, but they're too scared to sell because it's been such a rung up. This was the longest run up since uh, sometime in 2021. And then you look at the charts and so huge. Uh, I don't know statistically how large that is, but... um, at any rate, there's some seasonal people saying there still ought to be more upside this month that it can go higher into next year. So they're still bullish, but there are some saying usually mid-month the market turns a little choppy. And I'm thinking uh, November 17th into the 18th is when the government runs out of money. And will they fix it going into that? Will they drag on? And how much will that bother the stock market? On one hand, I feel like it shouldn't even pay any attention to it. But on the other hand, someone will probably 
probably pay attention to it. And then what if the entire market gets nervous about that and comes down? And also, will this impact uh, interest rates or not? Uh, I have not seen the information. It's on the pro site of CNBC. You have to pay for it. Uh, apparently, someone was discussing that seasonally in an election year, most people, have, from what I understand, for decades have felt like it's a bullish time. Uh, yet someone was making a comment that it's really not much upside during the election year for the stock market. So I got to do some work on that as well and touch base on that. Uh, any rate, by all rights, this market ought to turn lower here. And so now what I'm going to do is switch over to the S&P 500 futures. Now, uh, yesterday the model said, okay, we've given it too long for a level three top dating from the last level three top of October 12th. And there is a weird scenario. It might have topped out a little later than that. Therefore, maybe we could give it a little time, but I really don't need it. So I'm throwing that out. What the model is saying then is there might have been a top uh, November or October 24th. It simply didn't work. But the model is saying we've got to pick something under that scenario, and it's picking that. And now projecting that uh, we're already in the time frame for a level three top anyway. So even though we have all these multiple scenarios saying, well, it's too late to top, too soon to top, but we have many more that you can just see they're all over, they're overlapping, saying you got to keep looking for a top. But unfortunately, what it's showing is the market may not top out until Tuesday of next week. And I got to thinking, well, that might be nice that they push this, for the bulls at least, right? It pushes it closer to where they would start to worry more about what's going on in the debt ceiling. Whereas right at the moment, they're saying, well, this, or, or I shouldn't say debt ceiling, but just the government spending, um, the they might be brave enough to continue to push this higher. They may have to get this up to the 100-day moving average in the futures, 44.30, and I just gave you the 100-day moving average for cash, and this may stay up into next week. But it's so overbought, it's extremely overbought. Indicator moving side, that's a favorite. I got many indicators, but I think it's all set up to roll down. We just need a down day. So any down day now and early next week, assume a level three top, assume it's coming down. I know I said that in the prior couple of days, but we didn't get it by the end of the day, did we? We didn't get that type of signal, okay? Now, the five-day moving average for the futures is just starting to poke through. Uh, I think that's the 50-day moving average. I don't think that's bullish enough for people. I don't think that's going to get them excited. I think it should go back below that moving average. I'd like to see it come all the way back to the 200-day moving average. But um, we'll, we'll see. And the futures, that's a 42.76, by the way. The cash would be a little bit lower. Um, at any rate, uh, where's the level three bottom? Well, on one hand, we can make an argument that it can bottom as soon as today. Well, then that must mean this market is extremely strong. And they're just going to buy nonstop for the rest of this month. So we have to consider that. But the best forecast, the near-term bias I have, is the market ought to back off some. And so I did some more analysis here, ran the model, basically said, well, how long can it take for a level three bottom? And the interesting thing is it doesn't have to bottom until near the end of next week to even start of the following, okay? But ideally, probably bottom sometime next week. So I think they're going to sell this. I think it might have something to do with November 17th. So maybe they wait as, long, wait as long as they can, and then it just breaks lower for a little while. 
And then we also have to wonder how complicated will this be if they go into a battle beyond November 17, 18, the following week, does that cause problems for our bullish stance? Does it cause problems for the seasonal bullish traders? At any rate, I think if you start seeing the market move below yesterday's low, you have to consider probably a level three downswing. Moves below the low in, in uh, the, the prior day. Also a little bit of evidence here. It just feels like it really ought to pull back some. And I'm really wondering about those two gaps that we saw on November 2nd, November 3rd, that was related to the Federal Reserve uh, news and comments. I'm really wondering, does this, you know, the, the, the November 2nd gap seems so low now that I question if it's going to get filled. And if it's not going to get filled, is that a problem for weeks on end? This is stuff we'll discuss more in the weekly update tomorrow. But, um, I, I, you know, I think there's a lot of bulls out there would appreciate a setback. I think they chase this as far as they can and they're getting scared of paying a little too much, a little too soon. And they'd feel a little safer if they can buy a pullback. I think the bears are scared, okay, to sell it, but I think they want to. They're trying their best to find enough information to tell them the demand is pretty much run out, exhausted. That makes the market more vulnerable, and then they hit it, okay? And they maybe just want some weakness as a backup, that they need someone else to sell first. We need some of the bulls to take a little bit of a profit maybe before the bears step in there. Now, what about the outside markets? Well, I think the bond market ought to pull back the 107 and the 10-year treasury note. Now, that's the futures price, but the cash should probably be pretty close to it. And if you look at the lows the last couple of days, if you look at the, if you use candlestick charts, um, you can see that candle bodies are almost like inside days. So it means it's too quiet. A breakout's coming. It's either going to break out to the upside, maybe even move faster, uh, or break to the downside. I'm hopeful for a break downside. That is the best forecast. I got a near-term bearish forecast for bond prices, therefore near-term bullish bias towards uh, interest rates or yields, okay? And I think this might also help the stock market ease back if we can get those higher yields uh, over in the bond market, okay? Um, so I'd like to see a pullback as well uh, on the bond prices, a little bounce in interest rates to help us. But I think looking out weeks, months, I gotta be bullish a stock market, but I now have to be bullish bond prices. I have to be bearish yields, interest rates, and perhaps even on a long-term basis, okay? The NASDAQ seems to be outperforming the S&P 500 now. That's given me a clue. Things have been cleaned up. The market has changed its attitude. I think this market be, uh, is bullish into next year. It, now, all the best I can do for modeling is figure out these little pullbacks when people can go in there and buy more stocks. And if the pullbacks are more are fairly important, then maybe a time to take a little profit and try to buy it back a little uh, cheaper just to provide a cushion there or even increase profits relative to the long-term bull market, okay? Now, there are people out there that are still fearful that this is just a knee-jerk reaction. I saw somebody chatting that J.P. Morgan joined Morgan Stanley of the opinion this market's going down. It's going all the way back down. But, uh, you know, they didn't say which analyst. And so both of those companies can have analysts who are on the opposite side of that opinion. <laughs> okay. So I don't know how valuable that is. 
All right. Uh, but I would like to see, uh, I'm trying to think what would cause this market to be quite bearish. And I'm just not seeing it now from the interest rate market. And I don't think we're really going to see a financial crisis. Shocking news, but that could do it. Uh, and so I don't see how Middle East becomes a serious problem unless somebody pops a nuclear bomb. Same thing for Russia, Ukraine. And the crude oil market is collapsing. Um, I'm pleased that it is. That should help the economy. It does send a message. Some in the oil market might be a little nervous of the future of the economy, but really I think it's just the realization these global problems are not going to cause higher oil prices. They're not going to cause disruptions in the supply. And the realization, rationalization, that we actually got enough oil uh, in this country, okay? And gold's backing off nicely. I think it's topped out. Uh, don't have a comment on Bitcoin. It stayed up too long, and I don't know what it's doing. Don't know as I understand it. I don't know as I care. <laughs> and then, uh, what else am I missing here? Dollar is trying to pop, and I really think it should pop into next week a little bit at least. Wondering if that won't help with easing back the stock market. But I think the stock market is pretty much still glued to what's the bond market doing. And the earnings news, it's down to very little reporting now. There's not much there. So to me, I would say the two things to watch are the interest rates and the political stuff coming now into November 17th and uh, maybe even beyond. But do keep in mind the seasonal tendency to bounce this year, uh, this time of year. And, uh, and the model is still long-term bullish, even though there's going to be moments uh, that there will be some setbacks. Have a great day. Past results and on the serendipity of the future results. Thank you.